Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. I think this is going to be relatable for so many people, but this is this is me. Is this you? Do you get out of bed in the morning and you get out of a chair and you're just stiff? You're just like, when is this going to stop? And you know, in a little while, it'll go away, get the cup of coffee. It starts to feel a little bit better. It's pretty much, I feel it almost every day. Um, how do you get relief from that? What is that? Potentially, what is that? How do you live pain-free? How do you bounce out of bed in the morning and just say, wow, I feel great? Or are you saying to yourself, yeah, I'm getting old? Well, there's something called structural integration that can greatly help you. And she is somebody that is trained in that and helps with that modality in a big way. And she's Mary McMichael, and she's back with us. Mary, welcome. How are you doing? Hi, Steve. Nice to be with you today. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Your company is called Integrated Body Dynamics. And before we go anywhere, let's talk about structural integration. What exactly is it? And why do we feel that way? I got you know two questions here. Why do we feel that way when we get up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, over time, we live our lives and, and our body's made up of, you know, a bony structure, uh, muscles that allow us to move in all kinds of various ways. And what holds the, all of that together, including all of our organs, is connective tissue. Some people call it fascia. Uh, and that connective tissue is around and through everything in our bodies. And over time, as we move different ways or we hold our bodies in specific ways, that connective tissue will actually adjust its consistency to help support us. So, for instance, you know, I'm sitting here in a chair. If I were to sit for several hours, my body is going to thicken up the connective tissue to help hold me in this position and make it easier. But then when I go to stand up, the connective tissue is trying to kind of pull me forward into a sitting position. So standing up now is more challenging and it's similar throughout the body. You know, if you've got your legs bent a lot of the time, or if you're doing a lot of repetitive movement of some type, your tissue is going to change consistency in order to help hold you in that position that you're trying to maintain. But then when you go to do something else, it restricts you from that movement and doesn't let you do other things as easily. And then it actually takes more energy to do things that you want to do every day. Hmm. Um, So structural integration is really designed to release those restrictions that get created from that tissue thickening up in various areas so that you can move freely and easily and be able to do the things that you want to do with a lot less energy expended. With what you said, and it does make perfect sense. It really does. When you think about it, even mm-hmm. for us that really don't have a, a background in any of this, the tissue that it's almost like a, it, it's trying to support you. Does right. it change when you're younger to when you're older? Why do we get up out of a chair when we're 25 and we're or first thing in the morning, get out of bed? It doesn't feel the same as it does when you're, let's say, 55. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a lot of opinions about that. But first of all, you know, when you're a child, you're you're getting a lot of fluid right, uh, on a consistent basis, and you're constantly moving in all kinds of directions. So you ever watch like a two-year-old, they're in constant motion. So it's not like they're sitting in a specific position for eight or 10 hours or doing repetitive movement over and over. They're just, they're constantly on the go doing different types of things. And then, you know, the older you get, the more 
years you've had holding your body in specific ways or making specific movements. And quite honestly, some of it is just behavior. You know, like I carry my purse on my left shoulder for 30 years and pretty soon my shoulder's like this to keep my purse from falling off. Mm -hmm. Well, then it creates a restriction in my shoulder that may affect the other shoulder or other the arm or other things. So some of it is just that it builds up over time. Um, but quite honestly, and I've worked on people from two months to 95 and it, it exists in everyone, but it is going to be different in each individual, depending on their specific holding pattern or moving pattern or, you know, other traumas that have happened. You know, let's say uh, someone has had knee surgery. I have a lot of people with knee surgeries. They'll come in and they have been in a fixed position for weeks while they're recovering. And of course, the tissue above and below the knee are going to have a lot of restriction. So when they go through physical therapy, it's going to be very difficult to get that ease and range of motion back in the, in the whole leg, right? Um, and you see the same thing, like if someone has broken an arm, they may be in a cast and it may be in a sling. So then you've got pressure on the arm and the neck and the back, all of these other areas that are trying to support that area that's healing. So different people, depending on what the various combination of things that have occurred in their life, they're going to have different patterns in, in different areas of their body that may restrict them. And, and quite frequently over time, then it begins to cause pain. We talk about people with an injury and healing and it mm -hmm. takes months. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm talking seven hours in bed mm -hmm. <laughs> and you feel, you know, call it a restriction, trying to get out of bed, feel okay. I can't imagine um, what that must feel like if you have a broken arm and especially when you're older. Um, right. Let's assume that we don't have any injuries and it's almost impossible to do that because things happen, but let's you know, say in a perfect mm -hmm. world, um, as time goes on, like, let's use bed, for example, why, why is, you know, you get out of bed at, when you're 30 and it's okay, but when you're 60, it feels radically different. And all you did was lay in bed for seven hours. Right. Well, a lot of that, like I said, is, uh, diet exercise. Probably when you're not in bed, you are doing a lot more movement at 25 than you probably are at 65 or 70. Okay. And so you're keeping your tissue moving in various directions throughout the day. When you're sleeping, hopefully you're sleeping soundly enough that you're not thrashing all over the bed, mm. but you, you are moving somewhat during your sleep. And put another 40 years of sleeping in a given position, and you will have restrictions from sleeping in the same position for that long. So, you know, time over time, it builds up to be more and more. Um, the one thing I, I tell people when they start coming in is that they need to be very hydrated. Some of it is that the connective tissue will change and start uh, holding you in a position. And if you're not getting enough hydration, then that tissue becomes dried out and it's much more difficult to get that to release. Mm. Maybe, Plus, maybe that's an answer for a lot of us. You know, it's right. You don't want to you don't want to drink something before you go to bed because you're going to be going to the bathroom right. overnight and breaking up your sleep. But on the flip side of that, you want to be well hydrated. Um, right. And and that's I mean, we know we should be 
drinking way more than we drink. I think if we tested anybody, uh, probably out of a hundred people, probably 95% are dehydrated, dehydrated. Yeah. Right. Whatever your weight is in pounds, let's say a person weighs 200 pounds, they should be drinking half their weight in ounces of water every day. So that's a hundred ounces of water. That's, that's, a, you know, most people are drinking nowhere near that. Not even close. Right. <laughs> but our cells are filled with water, right? I mean, yeah. if you look at just general biology, our body needs a lot of fluid in order to be healthy and, you know, bring nutrients into the body and then release toxins out of the cells. When you work with someone, Mary, do you actually feel an injury? Can you tell that they had one in that spot as you're, you know, working with them? I don't want to say massaging, but uh, working with them with your hands. It's a, it's a manual body work that I do. So I don't necessarily feel the injury. What I feel is the restriction that's left from the injury. So as an example, you know, someone has had a, a knee replacement or a broken bone. You know, sometimes I have people who have had fusions. What I'm not feeling is the break. What I'm feeling is the tissue around that that becomes restricted. And a lot of people are very unaware of how their body feels. They become somewhat um, disassociated with their body because they don't want to think about the pain or the restriction. So over time, it's an unconscious thing. They kind of disassociate from that. And one of the things that I work with folks on is becoming more aware of what's going on in their body. So I'll ask them, are you noticing that the tissue is different when I'm touching it here than when I'm touching it over here? And um, yes, I can feel those restrictions when I come across those. And usually after some amount of time, the client will begin to notice that more as well. And um, it, it almost becomes a joke over time because when I first do intake, I'll ask people, what are you feeling in your body? And they sometimes can't really tell me. They know how they're being impacted by their ability to move or not move, but they're not really noticing what's going on in the body that's causing that. And over a series of sessions, they become much more aware of what they're actually feeling where they can then start to take more action on their own with either stretches or using various tools I suggest they use to open that up in between sessions. What do people tell you when a session is over? Do they feel better, instant relief? What, what do you get from them? It, it's very interesting. I get obviously a mix of reactions. Sometimes people are like really surprised how easy it is to get up off the table. Um, you know, some people wow. get up and they're um, pain free for the first time in a long time. So, mm. you know, I had one client tell me this was life changing for me because she had been in so much pain for so long and other people around her really didn't know because she never complained. Um, wow. This one keeps me coming back to this work because the reaction of people when they get that level of relief is very fulfilling. It makes what I do very worthwhile. What, what brought you to this, Mary? You, know, you, uh, you have an amazing passion to help people. It's a very specific niche that you mm -hmm. perform in structural integration. But how did it start for you? 
Well, I mean, I have been interested in natural health my whole life and in different ways. I've, I've used a lot of natural methods before, but um, a few years ago, I, I, I had been in corporate America my whole career. And I had taken a few days off and were, was helping some people do th- some moves and moving some things around. I had walked. I always walk a lot, but not that much. I'd walk like 12 miles, two or three days in a row, on and off moving trucks and hauling stuff and up and down stairs and whatever. And I felt fine. And then two or three days later, after I was done with all that, I started feeling stiff. And it got worse and worse to the point where I could barely get up out of bed. And walking up and down the stairs was just really challenging for me. I tried everything that you would think you would try. I tried massage. I tried chiropractic. I tried physical therapy. You know, I went to different doctors to see what was going on. And and a lot of them would just say, you know, this is life. You should expect this with aging. I just don't accept that. And finally, I um, I discovered... Uh, some information on structural integration. I looked around in my own area. And at that time, there was one uh, structural integration therapist in the area. So I called, made an appointment. I went in. And in that first session, a lot of that restriction and pain was just removed. And he said, you know, this is usually delivered in a series of sessions. And I said, well, sign me up for that because I want to feel this freedom all over my body, right? Because it was mostly in my my legs and feet and hips where I was having the problem at the time. So I started the series, the series is 11 sessions. By the time I got about halfway through that, I said, this is, this is just life changing for me. I have to be able to do this for other people. Wow! So I started putting things in motion to, you know, leave my corporate job and go back to school uh, to be trained to do this. Is the feeling you get after a session or two, is it similar to a, a traditional massage? Well, you're going to feel better like you would with a massage. I think the difference with a massage is a couple things. Number one, a massage is always going to go through pretty much a set um, of movements. So they have a pattern they follow depending on the type of massage you've bought, right? They're going to do a Swedish or a deep tissue or whatever, the, the difference with structural integration, it is a very organized way to go throughout the whole body, and it's done at a slower, deeper level than a massage. So in my mind, unless you're doing a really deep tissue work, it's going to be fairly superficial, and you're going to feel better, but releasing some of the tension in the muscles will only last a certain amount of time unless you get deep enough to actually make that change in the connective tissue. Because you can adjust the bones, you can adjust the muscles, but unless you address the connective tissue, it's going to, the connective tissue is going to pull the muscle and bone back to where that tissue believes it should be. Mm. So there are massage therapists who've had fascial training um, and can certainly use some of the same techniques. Um, I think you and I talked about it once before that one of the big things that we learn in the structural integration training is the assessment part of it. Because a person may have uh, a pain in their lower back, but that restriction may actually be coming from their glutes or from the front of their thigh or some other area. So trying to understand 
where the cause is for what they're feeling is something that's typically not taught in the new massage program. Mm. Is lactic acid released? I've often heard that with massages and that is something that's very impactful and does help make you feel better and uh, even chemically. So I would say maybe, um, you know, anytime you manipulate, manipulate the tissue, the cells are going to release some level of toxin. One of the reasons I tell people to come into the session very hydrated is because as those toxins, including lactic acid, get released, it can then transport out of the body easier if you're better hydrated. But if you come into the session very dehydrated, you're still going to have some detox taking place. It's just not going to operate as effectively or efficiently. I, I would have to imagine it's the same thing if you go for a traditional massage. You should be hydrated before you go. Right, right. Mm. And after you leave. Because you want to come in hydrated so that it's easier to get the manipulation done at the time. But you're going to continue to have that detox effect in your body going on for hours or a day or two afterwards. Yeah. So you continue to hydrate after that session. I always heard definitely hydrate after. And I went for a, a good massage, a, a mm -hmm. quality one. There are some, you know, <laughs> right. the foot... Foot massage place can do it for you, and they're not really trained, and it's you know it it's it's okay. You get a better one from time mm -hmm. to time. I went for a good massage with a gift certificate that I got from the holidays. After mm -hmm. the massage, and it wasn't even super deep tissue, but it was very targeted, and I I felt great. Mm -hmm. Day later, I didn't feel that great, and right. I think it was because I wasn't hydrated during the massage. Even later that afternoon, I should be like, ah, oh, I still feel good. Didn't feel the same. Didn't feel. Like I think it should. And I really mm -hmm. think just what you said, you need to be hydrated, but I didn't know that you need to be hydrated. You should be hydrated anyway, but especially right. going into a massage. I didn't know that. I've often heard, always heard after, make sure you drink a lot of water. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Coming into it and going out of it, both you're going to want to be hydrated. And, you know, for me, uh, centuries, I guess I would say all of the fascial research was done on um, dead bodies. And it hasn't been until the last few years when some of the microsurgery type microscopic technology has been available where they could go into a live body and see connective tissue in operation. What they've discovered is the connective tissue has its own circulation system, just like the blood system or the lymph system. And since all the cells are wrapped with connective tissue, when you detox out of the toxin out of the cell, it's going to pass through the connective tissue into the bloodstream. So having everything hydrated enough that that can work very efficiently is going to allow all of that uh, toxin and trauma and whatever else is trapped as cellular memory to export out of the body in a much more comprehensive way and more efficient and not just be reabsorbed back into the cell. Wow. There's a lot going on here that many of us don't realize. Right. <laughs> Our bodies are miraculous pieces of technology. Unbelievable what's going on under mm -hmm. the surface, literally under the surface. If somebody has an injury, now let's say they had stitches from something, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day. This can be impactful, I'm sure. Um, mm -hmm. Do you live with that? connected tissue issue 
from the beginning of that injury, once it all heals, it just stays with you all through the years? Yeah, and sometimes it can get worse because then, you know, that restriction may cause a pull on tissue around it. So then that tissue is going to try to compensate and it may adjust its composition to, you know, support that area that is very restricted. So as an example, you know, I, I see a number of people who had um, uh, laparoscopic surgery where they've had, you know, the incision through the belly button and an incision somewhere else in their abdomen. Uh-huh. And there will be restriction right around both of those incisions. Well, then you get pull from that tissue on other areas of the abdomen, which can either cause you to pull forward a little bit or cause tissue to come in from the sides, but it is going to affect the tissue around it. So yes, that that impact can grow over time. So let's, Mary, let's look at it from a different standpoint. We're talking about invasive even mm-hmm. if it's laparoscopic, it's invasive. What if oh. you just had an injury? Um, you fell and you you know didn't break anything. Um, I've had this happen before. <laughs> you fall and just you need stitches. Mm-hmm. Could be anywhere. Basically surface. At least that's what it appears to be. Mm-hmm. Is this also impactful for something like that? Well, it can be. Again, it depends on the condition of your body when you had those stitches. So if you're very hydrated and you're healthy at the time you have the stitches, wow. right, then that, that tissue is going to heal better and any of the waste material from the healing process is going to be exited out of the body in a healthier manner. So anytime that we have trauma in a tissue, the body is going to bring white blood cells there and fluid there to you know clear that area. And if you're well hydrated, that's going to operate very well at the time and you're going to heal better. If you're not hydrated or there's other things going on in your body that are preventing that from healing well, for instance, if you're diabetic, a lot of times it's not going to heal as well as if you're not, right? I mean, so it really is, uh, it depends. It depends on the condition of the body at the time. It depends on how, you know, the condition of the body over time after that. That's why everything is really has to be customized for each individual. Oh, I just learned something here from you, Mary, in that if you have any kind of surgery, even if it's superficial, minor, mm-hmm. again, goes back, drink a lot of water, got right. to hydrate, <laughs> so essential. Right, it heal. is. And it is important to have the minerals you need in that water too. So I tell people- Don't complicate it anymore, Mary. We're just going to drink water. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're getting picky as as what kind of water it it should be. Uh, Yeah, it needs to be healthy water with some amount of electrolytes in it on some, you know, one or two glasses a day that have electrolytes because that's the minerals your body needs to have that healthy balance. Mm, Interesting that you said that because I heard that a couple of months ago bought a container of electrolytes, just add it to your water. Mm-hmm. It just, right. it's got a little bit of flavor to it. I was doing it for a while and then I started thinking it doesn't mix that well. So it's, 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 all, it's work. You know, I'm not going to keep stirring uh-huh. it. And then I'm thinking like, is this really, I spent like 40 bucks on this can. Is this really beneficial? Sounds like I really should be using it. Yeah. You just need to find a brand that works better for you. There's a ton of brands sure. out there. Yeah. Um, and there, there are a lot of good ones. So just, you know, look for something that's a balanced mix of all of the, the minerals and electrolytes that you need. 
So you told us our, your story on how you got mm-hmm. to where you are in this path. Did you ever have a medical background? No. Unbelievable. <clears throat> no, no medical background. I had all the required classes, of course, that for this program, which is a lot of anatomy and biology, physiology. Um, we don't get into a lot of the chemistry, of course, but you know, you have to understand how the body functions. And so that you know where there are things that are, uh, there are barriers to this type of work because there are certain people that are going to have conditions where we wouldn't want to work with the tissue. And so it's important to know enough about the person's health condition to understand what you can and can't do with that individual. Wow. Well, you certainly know your stuff. And I really mean I that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I, I'm surprised you don't have a, a medical background. I, I, I'm kind of shocked the way you answer and you're plugged into what you do, but also the body and how it works. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's a testament to the, the training for structural integration. Your website right. is integratedbodydynamics.com. I, right. I'm sure if any, unfortunately, you can't do this virtually. So right. you gotta, you gotta be living in Nebraska if you want to work with uh, Mary or have her work on you. Um, but you're so good to provide these thoughts for everybody, the information, the relief and the peace right. of mind that I'm not broken. I just need a little touch up here when other right. things aren't getting the job done. Yeah. And I believe that every human body can use this work in one way or another. Yeah. No, that's what it's sounding like. It's almost like uh, a preventative uh, for future issues down the road. That's right. um, unbelievable. Mary, always great talking with you. And uh, I know you you offer so many other things as well. Uh, so maybe next time we'll, we'll get with that. And I appreciate it. Thank okay. you. All right. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day. You too. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouth full, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.